everyone's got something to prove, including us. What's said or what's written or what happened last year doesn't matter anymore. We're going to be calling out to our fans to really put the pressure on because our noise can carry some serious momentum. You play the Jets, you play their fans. Welcome to Winnipeg, Canada's hockey home. Shifley scores! Here's Buffalo, he shoots, he scores! Wheeler finds the scene. Patrick Lyonet finds the back of the net. Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, hosted by Jets TV. Ground Control Podcast, Mitchell Clinton and Tyler Esquivel on the road here in St. Louis. Uh, one day after the Winnipeg Jets picked up the big 6-3 win over the St. Louis Blues in game number three. Tyler, just what jumps out to you from that one? Well, I think getting the win. That's yeah. that's what jumps out to me, uh, first and foremost. But Really hot take. Yeah. Right <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 overall, I really liked how the Winnipeg Jets played. You know, they came out and clearly outplayed St. Louis in that first period. And in the second period, I thought there were stretches where both teams were pretty evenly matched and St. Louis was getting their chances. And credit to Jordan Bennington because it could have been about 4 nothing at the end of the first period. And Paul Maurice sort of mentioned that, and we had talked about in the press box about halfway through the first that the Winnipeg Jets should have a, a commanding lead right now. But I really like the resolve of Winnipeg and not getting down on the fact that St. Louis was getting their chances and the fact that they were able to come down and score, uh, I believe, after St. Louis made it 3-2 and Brandon Tanev puts one in. Buff yeah. beans one in off of Bennington's head. Uh, you could tell things were going right for the Winnipeg Jets and just overall a, a really great 60-minute effort. And I know that's a cliche that they like to preach, but uh, I think it was true of Sunday's effort in St. Louis. Jets led shots on goal 8-1 at one point in that first period and Paul Maurice had kind of made a little bit of an adjustment when it came to the forward lines. Obviously, Connor Shifley-Wheeler stayed together. But you saw Ehlers' little line back together, and then you also saw Andrew Kopp, Adam Lowry, Brandon Tanev back together. Uh, and that line, Kopp, Lowry, Tanev, has been kind of one of those ones that Maurice has used primarily in a checking role because they tend to play in the other team's end. What did you kind of think of them reuniting in game three. Well, it was good to see them back again and definitely give credit to Andrew Kopp because he's been able to be sort of that Swiss army knife that the Winnipeg Jets have been looking for. You know, he, he really has stepped up in that center ice position. And I think he, he learned a lot about being an NHL player in that, in that role. Not that he did, he needed to learn stuff, but I thought he just has rounded his game out really well. And he was hard on pucks in the O zone. He, he was a direct, uh, I think he, was he the one that put the pressure on for Buffs? No, that was Tanev. That was Tanev, yeah. But Cop was in along it on the sideboards as well, which allowed uh, Dustin Bufflin to make the pinch to keep it in. Yeah, so. absolutely. It's just that hard grinding style, and I think that's the line. And, and Paul Maurice sort of talked about it. It was either in his media availability after the game or, or today at practice uh, on Monday saying that it's that idea of a line is what we've been striving for for quite some time now. And... I think it's sort of just old reliable and he knows they'll go out there and get the job done. What did you think of that trio? Well, you kind of mentioned it earlier, just the fact that, you know, they go out and scored one of the bigger goals of, of the hockey game. You know, obviously you get Kyle Connor's power play goal, puts the Jets up 3-1, the first two goal lead that any team has had in this entire series. Uh, but then early in the third period, St. Louis comes out, they get the goal from Tarasenko. All of a sudden it's 3-2. Uh, the building's kind of starting to buzz. Out they come. And Andrew Cobb just sends a, a really nice feed over to uh, to Tanev. 
that goes in off his skate. They had the review and obviously it stood up. Um, just one of those lines that when they kind of step on the ice, you have this, uh, this confidence that they're going to handle things defensively like they need to. Um, and they did, they were, they were fantastic. And the other thing too, I mean, we mentioned Tanev's goal, Patrick line, I found the back of the net again, um, at during a four on three power play, Kyle yep. Connor scores his first of two. Dustin Bufflin got in on it. Kevin Hayes had a goal. Just a real good depth performance from the Jets, I thought. Well, actually, one of the takeaways that I just thought about, and this is something that Don Cherry loves to preach kids, <laughs> nothing ever bad will happen when you throw it at the net. Take a look at Winnipeg's goals. Goal number one from Kevin Hayes. That's a prayer from the point that finds the back. Uh, you look at Line's goal. While Truba is trying to find Line there, in to the net, uh, puck to the net for Tanev's goal, puck to the net from a very bad angle for Bufflin's goal. Although, I don't know if Bufflin has admitted it, but uh, that was by design. I watched oh, the highlight again. Yeah, that that was that is unteachable vision. From, yeah, from that from that angle too. I mean, there, there's a really good uh, camera shot of it that is almost from behind uh, behind Bufflin, and you can see uh, he's he's behind the goal line when he lets that go. So yeah. Um, that's the kind of performance that, that you need, uh, obviously. And then you go into practice today and, you know, yeah, the mood was the mood was light around the room. You could hear the country music blaring down the hallways. Uh, so that's always a good sign. Uh, but there's a lot of, I would say, resolve on this team. They've been so good on the road this season and they just kind of said like, yeah, you know, we played a really good game yesterday. We haven't, we haven't really played that badly throughout the series at all. Yep. But... You know, it's still two one for them. They they're for St. Louis. There's still some some work that has to be done here. Absolutely. I mean, playing almost sort of from behind now is is an interesting mindset to to way to look at how things have gone in this series. I mean, if the Winnipeg Jets don't come through on Sunday night, you're looking at a three zero hole, and holy smokes, like that is a that's a hole and a half to come out of. And getting that win last night for Winnipeg is is massive. You know, like you said, the, the mood is light around the room. Paul did say nobody's high-fiving each, anybody, and, you know, we're, we're, we park it after the game and handle your day. Uh, I really like how the day was handled on, on Monday at the Enterprise Center. So uh, looking forward to a, a big uh, step on Tuesday night. And on that note, here's a few clips from Monday's media availability. Well, especially in the playoffs, you want to finish every hit when you have a chance. Um, obviously, that play, I uh, just tried to be physical, so uh, Pietrangelo would just throw the buck somewhere, and uh, we we ended up having it. So um, yeah, that's kind of been my mindset these playoffs: just try to try to get on the body and create loose pucks, and uh, hopefully, hopefully we can uh, we can get a couple of those pucks, and then. Uh, then create some uh, some offense and yeah I kind of got lost in front of that and I was just by myself and uh, yeah I just try to try to knock it out of the air and uh, just try to put it in. Yeah, it's definitely nice. I think he he puts a lot of pressure on himself to score and and, and wants to be that guy that, that scores big goals and um, yeah I think it's it's great for his confidence right now and it's uh, it's a good sign. I mean, like I said, we uh, the first two games we didn't we didn't play bad. Uh, we played some good games, and last night we took that to to another step. And and you know we've improved every single game, and and that's something that we as a team want to keep doing. Uh, and we want to keep doing that for the rest of this playoffs. So um, 
we just got to go out there and win. Just handle your day. We uh, have that as a theme for, for quite some time in Winnipeg that uh, we like their game and we leave it there. We've got a day today to, to reinforce the things that we liked on video and there's some areas that we want to be sharper at and then rest and recover, do the things to get yourself prepped for tomorrow. But nobody's high-fiving anybody in the room. It's done. One of the other aspects, I mean, we kind of touched on uh, Dustin Bufflin a little bit uh, earlier, but just the kind of game that he's been able to build, especially since, I mean, he gets hurt December 29th, misses a bunch of games, comes back, plays about four, gets hurt again, and then misses all the way until the last five games or so of the regular season. What did you kind of think of what he's kind of been able to build from that point? I mean, everybody kind of kind of thinks of Dustin Bufflin and the performance he had in the postseason last year. He maybe hasn't had the the massive hits that people remember this year, but he's still been physical, been very good defensively, and, I mean, he obviously scores the goal in Game 3, but what's kind of jumped out to you from what he's been, kind of been able to build over the last couple of weeks? I think it's just confidence in knowing when to skate with the puck up ice uh, and, and taking those opportunities when they come. You look at the goal last night while he scores from a, an absolutely horrible angle, like we mentioned, the the fact that he goes, pursues the puck, cuts back, I believe, on Pareko and buys himself a good 10 feet of space, albeit for a very short window of time, it was enough to put the puck in the back of the net. And I, I think it's just the, the offensive vision and the creativity and just, just the overall fact that he is a complete X factor out there for the Winnipeg Jets that I just don't think is matched anywhere else. The one guy that in this series that has sort of, I compare a little bit to is Colton Pareko. I mean, he definitely, I feel like has a good sense of when to go and when not to. We've seen a few up ice rushes from him. He, I think he actually got around Bufflin. Uh, he got, uh, he got through the, the Jets D and then was uh, Blake Wheeler, I believe was called for hooking on the play. Uh, yeah, it was just a, a rush up ice that all of a sudden, you know, he makes one quick move and there he is. It's, it was very similar to Winnipeg's number 55 on a, on a power play earlier Oof. in the game. All of a sudden, he just had this wide open hole and he was through and on a, on a breakaway on a power play, which is not something you see overly often. Um, the Red Sea's open there. Yeah, pretty much. So like as much as this has been a really tight series, there's still been a number of uh, offensive chances, maybe more so in game three than what we've seen from game one and two. What, what were your thoughts on Buff's defensive zone play? Because for me, you know, not noticing players in the defensive zone is, is I think, the, the ultimate compliment. Uh, sorry, defensive zone, like I said. Uh, because that, that, that means you just, they're doing their job. Yeah, and he, I mean, Paul Maurice has kind of always kind of said one of the big things with Dustin Bufflin is just the fact that when the puck goes into his corner, you have some confidence that he's going to be the one coming out with it. He's been physical when he needs to be and has been moving the puck quite well. And that's really all you can ask out of a defenseman kind of coming out of your zone. And then offensively, like we've kind of touched on, he's been really good. His partner uh, has been Ben Sherrod. Obviously, Ben Sherrod, this is his third postseason season. Uh, with the Jets, he was there in 2015, kind of earlier in his NHL career. Obviously, he was there last year. And now this year, he spent a bunch of time with Dustin Bufflin. And it's been a pairing that Paul Maurice has kind of been able to go back to uh, throughout, uh, throughout, obviously, his time in Winnipeg. I spoke with Ben Sherratt a little bit following today's optional practice. Shop where the players shop. Jetsgear and TrueNorthShop.com are your authentic team stores. 
Make sure to stock up on all your favorite Winnipeg Jets and Manitoba Moose merchandise today. Visit one of the five Jets gear locations or shop online at truenorthshop.com. This is Josh Morrissey. You're listening to Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets. Then one day after a big game three win for the team, just kind of what was what kind of stands out to you uh, when you look back through the video this morning of, of game three? Yeah, I thought we played the right way, um, but you know I thought we played the right way the whole series. It's just finishing our chances and their, and their goalies played really well, and and you know they capitalized on some of their chances. It's been a tight series, so um, you know some things went our way last night, and that was the difference. Mentally, though, nice to get the reward for playing the way that you guys want to play. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anytime you go down, you know. Two nothing in a series, especially losing two at home. You, you want to get, you know, be searching for anything to get a good feeling. And I thought we came out and, and did that last last night, and we reinstilled, you know, that confidence in our in our in our game, and know that uh, know that we're a good team. Take us onto the bench. You know, obviously, you guys go into the third period, you've got the lead, but they've scored to make it three two. Just was there a lift when Brandon Tanner was able to get that one, and it stands the review, and you guys kind of restore that that two goal lead. Yeah, every goal every goal in the playoffs is a you know, a bit of a momentum changer, and they uh, they were trying to make a bit of a comeback there in the third, and, and obviously Tanny's goal is kind of a backbreaker for him, so it's uh, definitely nice to see that one go in. Played almost 20 minutes last night, almost four of which coming on the, the penalty kill. The first couple of games, the penalty kill held the Blues off the board, but you kind of look at game three, they get a couple, but if I remember correctly, that, that second one, it was like the puck had about three chances to get out and they knock it down or it takes a crazy bounce. Just kind of what are you guys focusing on penalty kill-wise uh, heading into game four? Yeah, I think we've been pretty happy with the structure and, you know, the intensity of our power play. We've done a good job of, you know, limiting their chances and keeping their shots to the outside and letting Helly see them. So, you know, we're a physical team and, and we're going to we're gonna have, you know, penalties taken against us with the way we play. and. Uh, it's just a matter of you know being strong and Helly Helly standing tall in that. You played a, a long time on and off with Dustin Bufflin as your defensive partner. Just in terms of having him back in the lineup, was there any bit of an adjustment as he kind of got back up to speed? I mean, as a guy who obviously didn't play a whole lot in the second half, yeah. and do you, you guys kind of feel like as the postseason's kind of gotten underway, you guys are right back where you want to be? Yeah, I think so. Obviously, getting those games at the end of the season was important for him to get back in a rhythm and. Um, you know, feeling the puck and making plays again. He's a guy that he wants the puck a lot, and he's going to have it on his stick a lot, and he likes to hang on to it. So getting those games at the end of the year was uh, was big for him. One more for you. You guys set a franchise record for road wins this year. You look back at last postseason, you guys were a very effective road team. You win the first road game that you faced in this best of seven. What's kind of the key to being as good on the road as you guys have been? Yeah, I mean, it's a little – you play a little simpler on the road. You just It's easier, you know, to focus on what you're doing on the road. Obviously, you just – you go to a hotel and you rink and that's it and you don't really have anything in between it's uh focused on what uh what you have to do to win the game and that's it so it's uh your life just gets a little simpler on the road ben thanks for this all right thank you we thank ben Sherrod for his time he was one of the guys that didn't go on the ice uh for the optional practice instead kind of opting for that off ice recovery uh, as part of as paul maurice likes to say handling your day get that rest get that recovery because you're going to need every ounce of energy heading into game four tomorrow night here in St. Louis with the Jets trailing this best of seven series, two games to one. Uh, one of the people that you really thought stood out, not even necessarily just because of the two goals, although that first one was an unbelievable shot from Absolutely. the right circle, uh, was Kyle Connor. What kind of jumped out to you? I think it was his uh, awareness to engage physically. 
in, in all three zones. I thought there were some times in the first two games where maybe he could have laid the body and maybe shied off of it. I thought that was completely different in Game 3. He was throwing the body around for a smaller guy. I think it just takes some some confidence and, and just getting your feet wet in that area of the game. And I thought he definitely used his body to his advantage and was able to create some opportunities off that. And he talked about this after his after the game on Sunday that you know his their game is all about cutbacks and and releases down and down low below the dots and I think physicality is is a huge part of that and he was able to uh, do that and and work off that physicality and I think it just created a ton of opportunities for that line. What were your takes on Kyle Connor? Well, I just remember when I whenever I think of Kyle Connor and he scores a goal similar to the one that he did in Game Three where it's just he just has that chance to get that wrist shot off. I think back to training camp this season where. He came in, and I think it was the first couple of days. And, you know, you're watching players go up and down the ice and shooting the puck. And I just remember he let go a couple of wrist shots, and I just – I think I turned to you, and I was just like, this shot seems harder. Yeah. And throughout the season, we've seen it a number of times where he just gets the puck in some open space and, and fires off that wrist shot. And, I mean – the one he scored on on Bennington in Game Three, his first of the game, that was about as perfect of a shot as can be released from that spot. So oh, absolutely, and it doesn't look like it's lost any zip on it since training camp. And then to be able to, to capitalize to get the the six three goal with a few minutes to go, it's just a nice insurance marker for the Jets. So that was good uh, for Kyle Connor at the other end of the ice. Uh, Connor Hellebuck, obviously a guy that. You know, had to face some questions after game two. He didn't have a, a game that I think he would have been uh, as proud of as some of the other ones that he has played in. So obviously, Paul Maurice kind of backed him up and just said, you know, I expect I expect a, an, a, a quality outing from Connor Hellebuck in game three. Yep. And I think you got that. I mean, at 3-2, I mean, one of the things that's always going to stand out from that game was the fact that Hellebuck goes behind the net to play the puck, leaves it for the defenseman, but... It ends up getting turned over and right back out in front. This is just before the Brandon Tanev goal, so it's 3-2 at that yeah. time. Keeps the puck out. I mean, he he battled to do it, but I think throughout the throughout the game, he also made some some big stops and just, you know, covered up some rebounds in some situations where the Blues were humming around a little bit and got a whistle when his team needed it. I mean, like he said, he, he wishes he could have every goal back that he's ever let in, but you take a look at the first goal that they scored. It was pretty easy. I think it would be pretty easy to get down on yourself uh, after after letting one in, after such a, a heavily tilted period towards the Jets. And, and like you mentioned, he... He settled down. He made the saves that needed to be made, and the Jets skated to the victory. Uh, so I think for Connor Hellebuck, a definite uh, boost in performance in Game 3. Uh, transitioning and, and wrapping things up here, what what needs to happen uh, in your eyes for the Jets to be successful in Game 4 and, and head back to Bell MTS place tied at 2? Well, it's easy to say more of the same, um, and you heard kind of Ben Sherrod talk about it a little bit in the interview. I asked him kind of what what is made you know, the, the Jets such a good road team this season. And it's that, that, that concept of, well, you're not trying to sell tickets. Sometimes the tendency is you're playing a little bit, a little bit simpler on the road. You'd like to be able to do that at home. I think the Jets for the most part had done that in game one and two. It really all came down to one shot in in both of those games. Um, So they want to do more of the same kind of heading into game four. I think pucks to the net, as Paul Maurice likes to say, is always going to be important. They know that, 
you know, Bennington, just like Connor Hellebuck has done to a number of teams uh, before, Bennington's probably going to make some some saves on you. So you, you just have to stay patient, stay persistent, keep doing the right things, and you just hope that the reward is going to be there at the end. And obviously the Winnipeg Jets were rewarded in Game 3. They're hoping for more of the same in Game 4. But at the same time, they know St. Louis is going to bring their best effort as well. They're going to want to try to clean up some things Craig Berube said they kind of got out of their game in game three a little yep. bit. So, you know, they're going to be more committed to that defensive structure. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, Blake Wheeler had an interesting comment to Sportsnet's Mark Spector on after the game on Sunday saying, you know, uh, the puck has to be lucky or you have to, be, yeah. you know, just the thing is shaped weird. It's the gonna thing bounce. is shaped weird. So, <laughs> you know, just, just keep with it, stay on it. Uh, the guys after uh, the optional skate or prior to the optional skate on Monday, or on Monday, they talked about, uh, cleaning up things in the neutral zone. I think that's another point of emphasis for the Winnipeg Jets, but I think if they can keep that simplistic game going throughout the remainder of the series, I think uh, the puck will bounce in their favor uh, as much as as much as they hope it does. A couple of things just to wrap up uh, this edition of Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets. The first is Jets Rewards. Go to jetsrewards.ca, enter the code word for check, and you can get some Jets Reward points. So that's something to keep in mind. The word is for check. Head to jetsrewards.ca. New the word other, this week. Yes, new word this week. That's the important thing. Um, the other thing is the fact that, obviously, with Game 4 coming tomorrow, even though the Jets are on the road, usually it's for every home game, but in the postseason, we've ramped up the coverage a, a bit. Jamie Thomas and Darren Millard uh, for post game will be there. You can watch the post game show uh, presented by Budweiser on every medium you can think of Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, winnipegjets.com and the Winnipeg Jets mobile app. But we also through a pregame, you're able to hear some of the morning skate interviews. Yeah. Live and as they happen, as they have, well, yeah, as they happen. So if you're excited for game four, like we are here and of course uh, everybody throughout the organization and uh, within the dressing room, you'll want to stay tuned to find uh what the players are saying heading into a, a big game four and a chance to even things up. So once again, morning skate, you can see all the interviews. And then after the game, Jamie Thomas and Darren Millard will have all the reaction uh, from Enterprise Center as the Winnipeg Jets and St. Louis Blues play game number four of their best of seven series tomorrow night. This has been Ground Control. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This has been Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, hosted by Jets TV. For Jets news, videos, and more, head to winnipegjets.com. 